0: Okay thank you for being here uh, another gorgeous day today uh, you know that was our eighth practice uh, we had practice and we had a little bit of a, a little bit of a scrimmage uh, we had the referees here and um, it, so that I thought that went well and then we've got another practice this afternoon so' it's, it's a busy day I think our process is going well uh, I think that we're uh, competing hard and I think we're improving in a lot of areas I do definitely feel like we're in better shape and um, stronger um, football team at this time um, than we were last year year So that is very encouraging to me and um, excited about um, the rest of camp and, uh, and keep improving as we go. So I'll take any questions at this time. Chris, how do you feel about this? I feel good about it. We're, we're, you know, we have three young guys that have, three guys that played a ton of football, and then we have a couple freshmen that are coming along. Uh, we also have some uh, guys that we moved in there that I think are doing really, really well. So I think that uh, that will help us. Um, you know, hopefully they'll stay all stay healthy, um, and it seems like they have. And so I, f- I feel good about where we are at, at, if we, we play today. So hopefully we'll stay healthy throughout the season. Last year, you know, the guys that were playing in there. None of them got hurt all year, so hopefully that'd be that would be the same case. If you have a question, can you raise your hand and get to the mic so people listening on the internet can hear the question themselves so the answer. Mike, how much has your perception of this program or your expectation of this program changed after, being, after going through a season? I still have the same exact expectations we, with, that I came here with. There's no doubt that I want to build this program into a successful um, national power again. That's what we want to do, and I think we're I think we're making the steps in that in the right direction. Um, I wish I could wave a wand and it happened um, tomorrow or yesterday, uh, but I definitely think we're doing that. And I, my, my perception. Um, You know, coming in was this was a great place. I see the reality of that. My, um, the reality is things have changed drastically in the last uh, six months. If you just go outside and look, so to me that shows that the the future has an opportunity to be very very bright. Coach, can you talk about the uncommon wristband? How it came about? How the players are buying into it? How it's helping change the culture of the program? Right. The Uncommon Wristband came about. I was um, sitting around after the season and thinking about different ways to help us keep growing as a program. Last year our slogan was care, care about everything, care about each other, care about yourself, care about the program. Kind of coming from within to going out because there was so much negativity surrounding it outside um, that I wanted our young men to care about each other and care about themselves and and all the things that they could take care of. Um, Uncommon is about them really what it boils down to is we want them to be uncommon in everything they do in life um, and uh, how they treat people, how they do it academically in school, the things that they're they're doing with their teammates, uncommon and doing all the little things right um, for them to be successful not only on the football field, but mainly out, outside the football field. And I think when you do that and they're thinking about that 24-7, 365 days a year, I think that they develop a mental attitude to realize they could be uncommon people um, and and be a difference maker not only now, but in the future in their society, with their families, with their future wives, and their kids. So that's what it's all about, building an uncommon person. Don't just be common. You know Anybody can be common. And so that's the whole mantra behind it. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Doing good. Good. How's it going? Good. Um, So you say you see a stronger, faster football team, obviously in the past years in the Pac-12, the gap between Colorado and some of the other teams has been pretty large. How much narrow do you think that gap is now? I'll find out when we step out on the field, but I definitely see a difference and I think if y'all, the people that have been in practice every day, I think see a difference. Uh, I had a couple of pro scouts come up to me that have been here for a while, and they said we look like a, a different team physically when we just walk on the field. And I think we do. We're not where we want to be yet exactly, but I do think we've made a progress there. I think Dave Foreman's done a great job um, in the strength group, and so I, and we're, we kind of went to a new conditioning phase um, that we've got, um, that we studied hard, that Dave studied hard, that we've studied hard that I think has really helped us, um, especially with our linemen being in better shape and being able to practice longer and better and stay at a high tempo, I think will help with injuries and help us be sustained better throughout the game. Do you so, that new conditioning uh, I have done more conditioning, um, but mainly eating better. But uh, and that's part of it too. We've hired, you know, we've got a nutritionist. We've hired. We're, we're we're on the cutting edge of everything. You know what we do? We take blood from our kids. We take glycogen counts. We make sure we put heart monitors on them. We're doing all these type of things. We put them in certain zones that they run in and they get tested and get blood blood drawn for them to see lactate. acid I mean, it's really, it's really. Interesting, and and so we've kind of walked out on a limb, and I definitely and it's definitely paying off. And the kids are all saying it to us, "Man, you're you're moving better, you're feeling better." Coach, is that zone two running? Is that this? So, um, it, it's working, and they're recovering better. So I feel good about that. Hey, coach, uh, I'm I'm just curious. So you said, uh, you know, you coming in this season? What to you this season would say that you're moving in the right direction? Would it be more wins, or is it something that you want to see differently from your players? That tells you it's a more successful season well first of all I'll Reverse the you the last part. I'll answer first because that goes before the winds. Uh, It's the process of what you see the young men doing every day. It's the process you see your staff doing. um, That you see them in the weight room. You see them on the field. You see the way they practice. You see them in the meetings. You see they're focused. um, You know class. All those type of things. The whole body. How they care about each other. How they help each other. How they got each other's back. Um, So it's kind of a percentage all across the way. And then when you do all that, things start helping. Start defining. Help finding on the field start producing more wins. Um, and uh, we all know we have to produce more wins, and definitely that would come. But I believe if you put the wins first and put all that on them, it's just about wins, then I really don't think it ends up happening like you want it to. Um, and so, and especially when you're rebuilding a program, um, it starts from the ground roots up. And I think that we've set a good foundation, and we're trying to build on that foundation. And where that takes us this year, I hope it takes us to a lot more wins. You got it. You got it. Is any difference with Seppo Lufau since attending the Manning Academy? Uh, Academy. Well, not really since attending the Manning I know he enjoyed it, um, and uh, I was glad that Archie and Peyton and Eli and all them um, Cooper wanted them down there. That was exciting for him. I think he enjoyed it. I think he, uh, you know, being around other college quarterbacks was really, I think, good for him. Um, and, and competing against them and working with them and hanging out with them. And uh, but I, I've just seen a difference. His work ethic and how he works, and um, he's got a lot more zip on the football consistently, and um, is more accurate, consistent. And I, there's a, a lot of qualities in that. He's worked hard at it. He's stronger. Um, he's better in the core than he was. Um, his uh, accuracy has improved. But he also understands the offense a little bit better knows when to get rid of the ball a little bit better um, and has a little bit more command of it. You know, when he went in there as a freshman last year, he was just trying to make sure he got the snap count right and found found a guy. He, it was hard for him to see the whole picture. I think, you know, it's kind of like you have a tight lens. When you're young, you have a tight lens, and then it kind of opens and it opens and it opens. And I see his lens opening, which helps him be a better player. You yes. mentioned earlier uh, the, neg- the negativity around the program when you first got here. Um, it seems like a lot of that's gone right now. Do you feel that way? And if so, um, what has happened to really change that over the last year? Well, I, you know, I don't know about all the outside forces. I just know when every program that I've gone into that was down—not as a head coach, as an assistant coach—when we went to Dallas, when we went when I was at Ole Miss, when I was at Duke, all you know, everywhere at UT Martin, all those places were down and got better, and uh, so. So when you do that, there's always negativity surrounding it. They, when they Young men or older men in the Cowboys situation, they go out in the public, they kind of hear a lot of negative things. Um, so there's doubt that creeps in your mind as a player and uh, so I think that from within here that there's not as much doubt. There's a lot more um, understanding the work ethic that it takes. Not, not just let's hope we go do this. They know the work ethic, the process it takes to be, if you do this, this, and this, eventually you're going to be successful and they're starting to understand that um, and so uh, I see that changing and I see a little bit more um, uh, intensity on a daily basis which shows me they're more focused on it about being successful that it's it's not all right to we, we talk about you know if they make a mistake you know we, we talk about it's not all right you know, we don't. We, we tell them they're going to make mistakes, but what you need to do is fix the mistake the next time. Fix the mistake the next. Just like me, I make mistakes. I got to fix it the next time. It's not all right to do it again. So they're starting to get that mantra, and uh, I hear them saying that to each other. Hey, we fix that. We got to fix it. We got to fix it. And uh, that's just a work ethic and a process and an attitude. Mike, we did some interviews with some guys here. Yeah. Um, and, and I asked, you know, who's catching your eye, each one of the players? And I've asked some of the, the coaches when I've when talked to them. Philip Lindsay's name has come up frequently. Well, what, what is it about this young man? What, what, what's he going to bring to your team here in 2014? Oh, he's a Tasmanian devil. Uh, you remember the old cartoon? Okay. I, that's what he is. Um, and uh, he, he has that never say die attitude, he, he'll do anything. Phenomenal attitude all the time, unbelievable effort, extreme toughness, quickness. contagious bubbly attitude you know he's just one of those guys and all the all the guys love him all the guys understanding and if he carries the ball three times in the game or he carries it 20 times he'll still make a difference he'll special team and he'll be the one on the sidelines he'll be ready to go he'll be in the special teams plays he'll be at whatever we ask him to do he does with all he has and uh, he i think he's gonna be a very very good player um, you know he's just a freshman he's come off a knee injury um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited about um, lindsey's future there's no doubt he brings that condition. Contagious fighter's attitude every day. Mike over here? Yes. There's a lot more, uh, uh, you don't have P-rich, but it looks like you have more depth of speed in in the uh, wide receiver. Yeah. What's that enable you to do on offense? Well, I think it enables us to uh, have opportunities to have um, more big plays out of different people. You know, you don't have to always set it up for you know P. Rich to have the big play. You know, Nelson Spruce last year I thought made a lot of big plays also. Um, But we have ability to hopefully break a tackle and make something happen. Um, And we have that with our running backs also. We have some speed back there, some athleticism, and so um, you know you can play more guys which hopefully keeps them fresher and that way we can um, you know have plays pop you know you throw a little quick out. And it makes a guy miss and goes for six. You throw a little screen, those type of things, um, and we'll still have the ability to definitely, definitely to go deep, which we will. So I think we have overall, you know, we're getting better there now. A lot of them are really young, so you know, uh, that's sometimes that's frustrating. Um, but they'll they'll get it done. So I'm excited about the overall um, talent in that area and and just keep pushing them. I want to say you mentioned uh, spreading the work around among the running backs and giving them all touches and so forth. Uh, do you, is that something you want to continue to do or do you want to kind of see, uh, maybe hope to have one featured back and that one guy emerges? Well, we'd like to, you know, when the guys get hot, you like to get them the ball and do that type of thing. Um, the problem with the running back position, you know, they get hit, and it's a stupid point, but they get hit a lot. And so they get beat up a little bit. So it, the more that you if you have two or three guys that can do a lot of the similar type things and that you don't fall off, then you want to be able to do that. Um, but they're, you know, different running backs have different strengths, so we'll find their strengths and we kind of know what they are and be able to utilize that. And then you play certain defenses that allow some of those strengths to happen in different games. So you just got to figure out how that works and how you're attacking that, that opponent the best. So that's kind of how we'll use them. And then, unfortunately, every once in a while there'll be a guy that'll be beat up that can't go that week, so the next guy step up which I feel like we've got you know, four guys that, that definitely step up right now and, and be able to carry the, carry the load and, and make some plays. Coach, I, I think your tight ends had uh, 19 catches and two touchdowns last year they underutilized or do you think you'll utilize them more this year We would like to utilize our, our tight ends more um, there, there's no doubt um, what we'd like to do so we're trying to work on that and, and get with that um, but our, you know our, our main weapons last year were outside and then you know we, we'd also like to use DD more more of running catch type things because he has you know, the running back ability so hopefully definitely we can uh, utilize the tight ends more and get them involved in our, in our passing game more but definitely need to. If you can get them over the middle, it opens up a little bit more on the outside. There's no doubt. Coach Mark said uh, he was talking to players and coaches about players who have caught their eye. Who are a couple of players not named Seffo or Nelson Spruce who have caught your eye so far in camp? Well, uh, Josh Tupo. Josh Tupo definitely caught my eye. He's in a lot better shape. He is uh, relentlessly playing hard. Um, is becoming a better pass rusher. And uh, I've been impressed with the, what he's done there. The other, uh, of course, uh, I think that uh, uh, Greg Henderson and has done a good job again this uh, this fall. Um, and I definitely think Kenneth Crawley has um, improved some more. He made a big step, I thought, last year from spring to fall, and I think he has now. He's got a little bit bigger, stronger, you know. Offensively, I've been pleased with Jeremy Irwin with his foot. and He's been doing well there. Alex Kelly's done you know, a good job at center. So, uh, you know, Sean Irwin. Uh, you know uh, Jeremy's brother is playing tight end he's really kind of come into his own so to speak in that position he can block and catch and run so I feel like he's a, a guy that can help us uh, there, you know there's a I can keep going down the line there's a lot of guys that um, have uh, done well out there for us but those are some guys that probably just jump out um, I think that uh, you know Kenneth Ogleboldy and Ryan Severson I think are, are really starting to figure out the will linebacker playing in space in our league so, uh, just uh, those are some of the guys there that I think can keep improving. Mike. Yeah, Addison Gilliam had such a fantastic freshman season. Uh what what what's the next step for him as a linebacker, just the fact he's been named a captain as a sophomore, I think says quite a bit about what his teammates think of. Him. Right. Uh you know, Addison Gillum had a great freshman year. Uh, you know, I'd like him to have a, a better year than last year. Uh, but he had a phenom- you know, if he if he repeats that year and then is able to make a few more plays, like he had a couple of interceptions at the end of the year, a couple fumble get a couple more turnovers along with the tackle marks he was making. Um um, which I think he'll have to knack at because he'll, he'll, again, his lens is opened up now. So I think he'll anticipate and be able to make a couple more picks, a couple more calls, fumbles. And so create some more turnovers is where I would see him improve. there's really hard to improve on his production on tackles. I mean, he I mean, how many do you have? hundred and what was it? A hundred and nineteen, right? That, that's pretty good. Now, he could probably get to the hundred and twenty-five, hundred and thirty. But in our league, we're throwing it so much. And what they're doing, it's, it's harder it's harder to make that many that much, many more tackles from the Mike Backer. But I do think he can make a few more interceptions, a few more pass tips, a few more calls, fumbles. So I'd like to see him get some more turnovers, cause some more turnovers. Because he has that range and ability to do that. Coach, if you had to walk down a dark alley in a bad part of town and you could only take one of your guys with you, who would that be? Wow. Well, it would probably be Josh Tupo because he's big and mean. But if I couldn't take Josh, I'd probably take the Tasmanian Devil himself So, because I know one thing, he'd be going 100 miles an hour, and I could run out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, what are your impressions of the Pac-12 conference? You know, now, after your first year, you had a summer to sleep right. on it. How do you feel this conference is suited moving forward and do you think it's getting stronger? Because it seems to be a general consensus that it is. Right. Well, you said, when I think about the Pac-12 conference, I have time to sleep on it. I don't sleep on it. That's my problem. It keeps me awake. I, you know, I think the Pac-12 conference, top to bottom, um, is the best conference in the country. I really do. I think there's athleticism, speed. We're the- the quarterback conference of the country. And when you have really good quarterbacks, just like you watch the NFL, they've got a really good quarterback consistently on their team. They usually consistently win. And uh, I think that our conference is athletically uh, is so fast and so athletic and so talented all over the place that it goes back to the quarterback a lot of times for teams to consistently win a lot of games. And so I would think top to bottom, this league has the best quarterbacks too. And so I think um, the, the, the fortunate thing is most all of them are going to be gone after this next year, um, and hopefully we'll have one that's up there that everybody's talking about after that happens. So I think that's what makes it so tough. You know you're going to get a really good offensive performance every week. So you better come to play on defense, and you better move the ball and score on offense. It usually there's, in this league it's not 17-14. It's just you, know, you hope it is, but it's usually not. Um, so uh, I think that's what makes it each week so, so tough right now. Mike, uh, Weatherspoon had a great spring. Uh-huh. Day. Uh, how is he doing? Is he built on that and improving now? And that would lead me in the talk about the secondary. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, Akello is, is is doing well this fall. Uh, you know, you're going every day now in the fall. Um, in the spring, he had a, a day off in between, and I thought that he had a good spring and came on at the end of spring. And uh, the last three or four practices, he's been getting better and better. He's very talented, um, but he's kind of like a freshman out there in the fall right now. Um, but he's He's doing really, really well, and I expect uh, Kello to be a very good player for us. And then the secondary-wise, I think that we have a good depth back there. You know, um, every day we've been changing the starting lineup because um, we have depth in the competition level. When you have good competition, it increases you, and you keep pushing and you keep going. So I feel like that if we have injuries or different situations, and one of the things we want to do is we want to try to play more guys on defense um, because in the fast-paced offenses we're playing, they're running in and out. Receivers are running out. They're running out in and out um, running backs all the time to keep the speed of the game going and uh, so if you play the same secondary guys and the same linebackers after a while they do miss a tackle on the open field they're a little tired so we need to be able to do that so we're trying to produce guys to realize that all of them to think as starters and trying to rotate the, the lineup and let them understand that so it doesn't mess with their psyche when it happens in the game they're doing it all the time in practice and they understand that they better be ready at any time and, and ready to go because the you know Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all seen the league. You seen how they substitute. I mean, receivers run down the field and just run off. And another guy get on, and here you are. You're running back. So we've got to be able to combat that a little bit. And the only way to do that is be able to play a few more guys back there. And usually in the secondary, you get a little nervous about doing that. Um, but I feel like we're going to have to, and I feel like we got guys that can can do that some. You've got uh, an experienced kicker and an experienced punter. Yes. They've both been here for a number of years, and they've been pretty solid. How much more comfortable does that make you as a coach, having guys like that Do you don't have to worry as much about? Yeah, it makes me uh, real real comfortable. You know, I, I just hope that the kicker kicks a lot of extra points, and I hope the punter doesn't punt much. You know, so that's the negative. you got experience there, but you hope they don't. I brought that up in front of the team the other day because I think Will Oliver is a phenomenal kicker. And uh, I saw Will back there. I said, Will, our goal is not to kick – as many field goals as we did last year or as many long ones our goal is to you kick a lot more extra points you're right with that Uh, yeah I think so they want to kick field goals of course so I mean we'll have to but um, and then our punter is an excellent weapon with what he does and how he does it. Um, Dar O'Neill is a really, a really excellent punter, and he, he does a really good job of being able to down the ball inside the 10, and that's a, a great weapon for us, and we need to hopefully utilize, be able to utilize that more. And then when we get it pinned down there, we got to hold them because if you hold them down inside the 10 and they punt it to you, that's usually points. So uh, we need to take care of that, but I'm excited about both those guys. A lot of programs start uh, their seasons against a lesser opponent. Uh, you guys don 't have that, that luxury. you start off no. against an in state rival. Very few programs start start the season against an in state rival. Can you talk about does that change your preparation any? Does that uh, change your focus? When do you start uh, instituting a game plan for that game and and how do you look at that kind of situation? Well, you're exactly right. I think it heightens the awareness of our kids. Um, You know, it's a like I've always said, it's a 365 day a game year game. You hear about it everywhere you go for 365 days. It's all year long. And so it's an exciting game. We're looking forward to playing um, Colorado State, the opening game in Denver. It's uh, 20 days from right now. So uh, um, and we think about it all the time. Uh, as, As far as your practice for camp goes, you have to get ready for the Season, you can't just get ready for CSU right now, um, and so we'll we'll do our process of practice, and then we'll start getting ready for them um, specifically for them, because um, all all your practices should get you ready for every game, um, but we'll just start getting ready for them as the you know camp where, where it winds down, and get ready for the game. But it's a yeah, it, I agree. It's a it's a tough opener um, as you look at it from that point of view, but if you look at it from our point of view, uh, we're excited about playing that game. It gets us ready to go. It gets them ready to go. And I think it's a lot of fun for the state of Colorado. I really do, and uh, I, I enjoyed going there and playing last year at, at the Denver Stadium. And I know our kids would be excited about doing it again. And uh, you know, Jim and them did a phenomenal job last year and won a bowl game. And and they're hot, and they're really they're an excellent football team. So they're they're very very good. So it's going to be a, a gigantic test for us. Cool. At wide receiver, of course, you lost Paul Richardson, but you brought in some highly talented young guys. Uh, uh, that's got to make you very optimistic for the passing game, giving Seffo a lot of, uh, a lot more uh, targets to throw to. Yes, uh, you know, I, I feel good about the guys we had here on campus, and you know, we, we got some young guys that are out there trying to battle. We'll see where they uh, fit into this thing here in next week or so. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited about our receiving core, and I, I, I definitely still think that Nelson Spruce, to me. Nelson Spruce is one of the top receivers in the Pac-12. Um, it's amazing all the things that he's able to do. If you go back and watch what he does, um, and I'm, I'm excited about what he'll he'll do this this year also. Coach, there's been a lot of talk about the culture change that you've brought here. Mm-hmm. A couple reporters asking about the negativity. Have, have you noticed uh, the reception changing on the recruiting trail, especially with coaches, parents, uh, families, and players as well? Yes, there's been a big change there, and we've, we've got out, Hard into the state, we've got out hard into, you know, of course, California and Texas and Arizona and Utah and and uh, so in Hawaii. So we're working on that, and our coaches went to, you know, they worked every single day in June, um, didn't have one day off, and so we were working, and that was all to deal with camps and recruiting and everything that we do. Um, so I think there's been a good reception. You know, the new facility um, has uh, helped change the undercurrent of the undercurrent that I would hear when I first got here that the University of Colorado is not committed to football. They cannot say that anymore. Period. And so I think that undercurrent, you can't beat in a school when other people are telling them, hey, you know, they're not really committed. You gotta go somewhere else. It's built new stuff. And But we are definitely, it shows out. You just walk outside, it's tangible. So that undercurrent, I, um, I know is changing because I've heard that now. And so that really helps us on the recruiting trail. There's no doubt about it. The kids realize that this has always been a special place it's a beautiful town um, it's a great great school um, but we were always getting hit about facilities and this and that and i must have heard it every day when i first came here from different people not just recruits but now that's not the case so um, i'm excited about what our future holds with that also and talking to the players, they keep wanting to get to a bowl game. How do you get them to six wins? And are six wins satisfactory for you in the program this year? Uh, no, we played 12 games, right? I want to win all 12, so that we've got a. Go out and take care of business each Saturday. We want to start out. We want to start out one and zero, and then we're going to go the next week and go one and zero again. So we look at every game as a season in itself. And our guys, we talk about that all the time. You know, everybody outside of them, hear it from all different points of view from them all the time. I'll go somewhere and speak, or I'll hear this or that, and I'm always hearing bowl game. Of course, we definitely want to get to a bowl game. I mean, I think that's a given. But we look at each game that we're going to go play as a season within itself, and I want to win the first one and then we'll get ready to win the second one. I don't, You know, we don't want to lose any of them. Coach, it seems like in college football sometimes the big upsets start with defense performance. Mm-hmm. You talk a lot about improvement in secondary linebackers. Do you think you have the talent on defense this year to sneak up on someone? Uh. Yeah, I definitely think we can, um, like I said, win every game we're going to play. And that's what we want to do. I, I feel like that we're maturing. I think like we're competing better. I feel like that we uh, are uh, starting to understand the intensity, focus that it takes to be successful week in, week out. You know, the old saying, you got to bring your A game. I don't know where that came from. You better bring all you got every game or you don't, you don't have a chance. Um, and that goes for any team in our league. I mean, um, and so I think that that's important and and out of conference uh you know the teams we're playing I, is anybody can beat anybody and so we have to be ready every time we play so I, I do think we have good athletes and i think that we're getting more mature um you know we are a sophomore laden football team we're the youngest team in the pac 12 We're the 10th youngest team in the country It might be more than that if you really look into it harder but so we're still young okay but that's no excuse but they are playing more and more plays and they're excited so that means their, their legs are younger they're fresher that's the way I look at it Mike I think uh, after the way he came in and played last year Sefo Lufow maybe from the outside yep. from a fan perspective looked at as being the guy how true is that how much is he being pushed by Jordan Gerke right now but no Sefo is our starter um, but you could ask any coach in America if they feel comfortable with their second teamer or if something happened to their first teamer. I definitely feel good about how far Jordan Gurkis come. He's athletic. He can throw the ball. He's understanding the offense, and I, I feel really good about Jordan and and what he's what he's doing. We actually alternate, um, you know, periods with them going first and second team. And there's another reason behind that. We have different centers. You the, you want linemen that come in and out of the game. You don't want to be jumping off sides. They got to hear the inflection of the voices. I know that- that sounds crazy, but it happens. You want them throwing to all the different receivers. You want them handing off to the different running backs. so You don't fumble the ball. So all of those processes we do, and I think that uh, you need to always make sure that your second teamer is understands everything, feels comfortable, because he's really he's one snap away from being out there. And uh, you know, um, so I feel good. I really do feel good the way how, how Jordan has come along. Uh, but I'm very, very, very pleased with uh, Cepho Also, De- Cepho is definitely our starter. Hi, Coach. uh, Hi. You've added a new offensive piece on the line, Shane Callahan. Yes. Uh, What have you seen so far and what's behind the decision to, at least initially, place him at the right tackle spot? Okay. um Okay. uh, we're very excited for Shane. Number one, I'm excited for his family and the situation that he has here. And you know, they've made him eligible now, which I think was a great move by the NCAA. So we're excited about Shane. We actually moved Shane to guard two days ago, um, and we felt like right at this point he could really help, he was better suited to help us right now at guard. He can play both, so we kind of been playing him at tackle. Then we moved him to guard to see how he could he could do that. You know, we we moved guys around quite a bit in there. Uh, it also helps him learn that system and the schemes better um, when they know what the other guy beside them doing. So I think that's important. But Shane's going to uh, hopefully be a big help to us. And we've got him playing on a couple special teams also. So I'm excited for Shane. And he's got to learn everything new. You know, it's going fast for him because it's like a freshman for him. He just got here, you know, August, uh, our first day, August 1st. about the importance of Jamie Guy for the Emmy and what you did? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Jamie Guy and John Snelson. I had the honor and privilege of being able to go to the Emmy Awards, and that was interesting for me. I watched them get interviewed on the red carpet, and uh, it, it does a tremendous amount for our program. Um, and, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is like, Two days later, I'm getting phone calls from coaches all over the country wanting to take them away, so we're not letting them go anywhere. Um, and uh, it, it helps us in every facet. Not only does it help us um, motivating our players, because um, we use that quite a bit, it also helps us in the recruiting front, and it helps us get out what we're all about here at the University of Colorado on our football program, and Jamie and John do a phenomenal job of hard work ethic. They're very, very talented and very, very creative. They're not just the guys that go out there and film practices. And turn it in. Um, they they have a lot far each, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I, I know they're the first Pac-12 school to ever win an Emmy, and I think they might be the first BCS school to ever win an Emmy. Is that correct? More than, uh, yes. yeah. So um, that's a great award, and we're excited and appreciate everything they do. Just for a video called Seasons, you can call it up on YouTube, right, you no, on our own website or <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for coming back. We'll take you Thank you, sir. You doing all right? Yeah.